0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. As women, sadly, we will most likely experience ageism at some point in our lives. We, and society in general, are trained to believe that we become less worthy or incapable of doing certain things as we age. Well, our guest today laughs in the face of this notion and has powered through writing not one, but seven books about welcoming opportunities, embracing challenges, pushing our boundaries, and building resilience at any age. Susan Summers is committed to bringing power into our physical, mental, and spiritual journeys throughout our entire lives. Since signing up for her first walk race at the age of 59, she has completed two full seven-and-a-half-hour marathons and over 32 races. No one is better equipped to guide us along the path to owning our power source than Susan, So welcome, Susan.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: I am really excited to talk to you. Um, You talk a lot about the mental, physical, and spiritual journeys. And very often we're told that these are sort of three distinct paths that people go on. How do you bring them together and sort of embrace them all and, and teach about them?
1: You know, it's interesting because I was always involved in the physical side of walking and doing these races and didn't really think too much about the mental side except for the two and a half hour marathons where you have to it's a lot into your brain mm-hmm. etc but now during covid because i had to slow down and i had to start to figure out other ways to do fitness i couldn't go into races i started to walk uh about a year and a half ago outdoors every day and i signed up for a so. Uh, a 772 kilometer race, El Camino wow. de San Diego. And wow. what that did was it moved me from someone who always talked about myself as a physical walker, you know, you can do it, you're going to train for it, to really start to look at the mental and the spiritual sides of Fitness. And this was a, a, a transformation for me at this point in my life when I wow. really moved away from always saying to women, sign up for a 5K and you'll cross the finish line to starting to think, well, what else is fitness for me other than uh, other than physical?
0: So how do you define sort of each one of them? Like, obviously, the physical piece is the, the movement and the steps, and it's very measurable when it comes right, to right. sort of mental and spiritual That's a little bit more, I guess, intangible. How do how do we know if we're on the right track or not?
1: Well, you know, uh, it's funny, because during COVID, of course, you have the mental is very strong because of the stress of COVID, the the isolation, the, you know, the depression, the uh, feeling alone, needing a connection. And so mentally, getting out in nature is really Mm. stimulates every part of your body, right? So that's where I would say the mental comes in where you're out there moving outdoors. And then the spiritual is, it's, it's interesting. I never thought my, of myself as a photographer, but when I started to go out to do this El Camino, I went into a ravine behind my house and I started taking pictures and I started posting them on Facebook. And all of a sudden I started to realize that I was much more visual. You know, I've always just seen myself as a writer. A writer and a PR person. And I realized how visual I was because I started to take these pictures and post them on Facebook. And my new book now has 30 pictures that I've taken myself, you know, that I've been able to incorporate into the book. So the spiritual became for me being in nature and stopping, noticing. You know, Mm. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a Sagittarius, I'm used to running around (laughs) in every direction. And COVID really made me focus and moved me from being a physical fitness person to looking more at the mental and spiritual sides of fitness and moving.
0: So it's really the the whole COVID situation that prompted you into doing, sort of bringing those three together and realizing that. Because I think COVID forced a lot of us to, I like the word that you use, pause, that I feel like the whole world had to pause for a moment. <laughs> three years, <laughs> it turned into three years and that's enough quite frankly, but. Um, It did force all of us to slow down, I think.
1: Yes, and you can't go, you can't do any more than you can do. You know, when you can't go to restaurants or you can't, you know, so many of the things that I was used to doing, I was not able to do. So it really made me focus on taking more care of myself Mm. and getting more into things like meditation and breathing, which were involved in my second fitness book, but I really hadn't incorporated a program into my day, first thing in the morning, until COVID started and I started to realize that I needed to, to get rid of some of my own stress, right?
0: Right, right. So you signed up for your first race when you were 59. How how did you reach that point? How did you get to, to doing that? Which is amazing, I think, by the way.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting. Just to give you a little background, Uh, I was born in Newark, New Jersey. My father was at the forefront of the fitness movement in our basement in Newark. He had a rowing machine, a chinning bar and hand weights. But because I was, I was a girl of the forties and fifties. I never got to use the equipment. So, (laughs) and I was short and overweight and I was the last one picked for the team. So my father did teach me to swim and roller skate and uh, ice skate and bowl. But really, uh, I was not into fitness when I was younger, and it took me a long time to move into it. I started smoking at 16, and that was my way to control my weight. So it wasn't until, as you said, in my 50s, I got into fitness. And what happened was I had my own PR firm, and I was offered a job by the YMCA Business Center. And finally, I found a way to combine my entrepreneurship and business with fitness. I was a marketing coach there. okay. And I would organize 25 workshops a, a, a month for entrepreneurs who were starting a business. So they'd come to the center. And I would also assess their, their own marketing for Fantastic. their business. Okay. And I got a free membership at the YMCA Fitness Center. And that actually was what started me onto my, uh, into my races.
0: Amazing. And what would you, what advice would you give to, to women who are, you know, 45 day plus and thinking the way that society does? Like I actually had, uh, someone very, very respect, respected individual tell me that in your career, in your corporate career after 40, like 40s it. That's the decade you have to accomplish everything in because once you hit fifty, game over as a woman. Um, And I've seen many women sort of prove that wrong, but that's sort of the belief and what people have lived for a long time to be true. So how do we how do we get past that sort of?
1: Well, it's interesting. You know, fitness for me. Really enables you to excel in another area that's just between you and you. And probably that's what happened to me when I started to, when I went into my first race, I had no idea what to expect. Uh, I crossed the finish line of a 5K in Toronto and I went home and I went to sleep and I had a glass of wine and went to sleep. And then about three weeks later, (laughs) I got a pair of shoelaces and a certificate in the mail telling me I'd come in first in my age group. Hey, and so check because, you out. <laughs> yeah. So, because I'm competitive and that was enough to get me going, and that got me started. And I think just what you're saying, there have to be times when you're just involved with yourself, when you're just competing with yourself, when you're just acknowledging yourself, celebrating yourself. And that's what those races did for me because I learned very early because I'm not fast. You know, I would start to run in a race and say, I'm going to pass the woman with the pink hat. And then she passed me, right? So I realized that I couldn't go any faster, but what I could do is I could complete it. And then my mantra became finish a race uninjured. And so if you have a goal that is just about you and really has nothing to do with anybody else. And I think what you're saying about being in your forties and fifties, there have to be things that you're doing where you're not competing. Yeah. When I had my own PR firm, it was always trying to get the clients and get the work and do a good job. But there have to be certain parts of you that are just for you, and mm. that's why I think uh, creating morning rituals, for example, I never had morning rituals. I get up and I go in all directions. Now I get up and I do a crossword puzzle, and okay. I yes, and I meditate. And I only do a seven-minute meditation because I know I get distracted, but whatever. And then I- Every
0: day, that's, still, that's yeah. still great. Yeah.
1: But because I'm the kind of person who doesn't want to do every single day, I do it five days a week and leave myself two days. You know, I I, I know now at this point in my life how to not fail. Like in other words, I know if I try to do seven, something will happen. So I think that's, that, that's part of it too, is having things that are just between you and you that have mm. nothing to do with anybody else, nothing to do with how you're doing in the outside world, who you're competing with, are you at the top of your game, but things are, that are just very personal. And as I said, maybe you share them with other people because I am a believer in having uh, a group of people who are cheering for you and you know encouraging you and maybe you, you do things with them or you report to them or you talk to them. But I think this yeah. is really about you doing things for yourself and then acknowledging it to yourself and then celebrating yourself outside of all the other competitive arenas. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's the relationship with yourself. That's the most important one. And that's what you're sort of nurturing as you, as you take care of your body, then it is very much connected to your mind and your spirituality. I think so.
1: And I think as you age, (laughs) because things will happen, you know, your, your face changes, your body body changes. So, Things change, but if you have a good relationship with yourself and you believe in yourself and you achieve things for yourself, then it really helps you to understand that you're the best that you can be.
0: Yeah. And it like nourishes your soul and just.
1: Exactly. And I, I
0: love your mantra of like, you know, you, you finish the race without being injured because you're participating on your own terms. It's not about winning the race, it's about completing it for yourself which is an entirely different approach
1: exactly because I could never win (laughs) and I realized early on you know I'm short I'm five feet so you know I don't have long legs you know and so I don't have a runner's body so I knew that I could never win so I had to just say Just what I said, that I have to just be able to complete them because otherwise I couldn't go into the races. And in races, by the way, you see people of all sizes and shapes and ages, which I love.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's great. That's
1: amazing. So it's not, no one is judging anybody's body. They're just looking at someone and saying, good luck.
0: Yeah. Just finish the race, you know? Yeah, yeah, that whole yeah, community yeah. and and that approach to everything. You mentioned how important it is to have people around that support you. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and how you build um, sort of your, I call them my peoples, <laughs> but how do you build that sort of safety a, around you?
1: I have a very close friend. I've probably known her for 35 years who lives in the same complex that I'm in, but I never never saw her as a walker. And one day she said to me, let's go walking. Let's try walking first thing in the morning. And we started walking every morning and I realized how nice it is to have someone to talk to, to be with. Yeah. And so I know people, uh, I, I know walking groups. I mean, find yourself a walking group or a group you get together and then go out f- to Starbucks afterwards to celebrate, you know? Yeah. Uh, there fun together. So many, yeah. There are just so many ways. I have been in races with my granddaughter. From the time that she was like seven, yeah, and now she's and I never saw her as athletic. You know, I say a lot of stay in this race, and now she says, "Oh yes, well, I'm I'm a walker." You know, I go out with my friends, and she now sees herself as athletic because she's done these things and accomplished it. So yeah, so I I mean, yeah, so I think it can be anybody from family, friends, dog, uh, a a formal group. I actually taught a course at Ryerson, which I'm going to be doing again online, a seven week course, which is called walk for success. And I, and a personal trainer prepared a group of women to go into their first 5k walk race. And one of them had, a they were were different ages, et cetera, because we realized that if you could get someone to go into a race and feel like they had the tools to do it, believe in
0: themselves. That's
1: right. Then they'll continue to be involved in fitness. Even if they never do a race again, they will feel that they crossed that finish line and that they were able to do it, right? So That's amazing.
0: That's making such a huge difference in people's lives with something that sounds very simple, like, oh, you're going to go and walk 5K. Sounds like a reasonable
1: thing. How do you
0: actually prepare for something like that?
1: Uh. Well, as I said, you mean for the race itself, the training, or do you hmm. on a daily basis? Well, I, I guess for a five k, I would go out as I said, probably about an hour a day, okay. and get the right shoes, get the right clothes. I'm not, a, I don't love walking in the winter, but I finally no. understand that I go to Uniqlo and I get the long underwear. Yeah, you know, I, I now dress for it, and I do know that it, it's a struggle for me because I have to talk to myself. But as soon as I'm out there, no matter yes. what the season is, I know that it feels good. Like in the winter, there's a, a certain beauty of winter yes. you know, as well yes. as, as summer, if you are dressed for it. And as I said, I used to rebel against that, but now, now I realize that that's really what it's about. Yes. So yeah, so you, you go online, there's all kinds of programs to prepare for a race, and in, in my book, I talk about how to prepare for a race, you know, and what, how, what kind of equipment you use, how to put together a plan. So really there are things that you can do specific things or find a trainer. Okay.
0: You know? Yeah. 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 Tell us a bit more about your book. What's your latest book about?
1: <laughs> well, it's called the magic of walking. I'll show it to you. even though. Oh, I, I love have, it. Okay. There okay. Okay. Yeah. And you can see that there's a walking. Oh, path. Oh,
0: that's a lovely path. Yeah.
1: Yes. Thank you. So this book, when I couldn't go into the, the in-person races, I signed up for El Camino, as I mentioned to you. And every day for five months, I walked 15,000 steps. I haven't walked that much since then. I have to tell you, wow. how much I get if I get five or maybe 10 a day, mm-hmm. but you know, but it's winter. But yes. I did 15,000 steps a day during COVID from June of 2020 to October in order to get the medal uh, for this race, you know, which is, yeah. And it's the conqueror. If anybody goes to the website, you'll find all kinds of different distances. So I go out during the day, I wore a Fitbit, which I absolutely swear by. I love it. And that would track my steps. And so that's how I got into this distance walking. And as I said, then I took photos and The book came about because I said, "Okay, so I've always after I finished this El Camino, I said, you know, I've always considered myself a physical walker. But I wonder maybe really I'm more than just physical going into races. And then I started Mm -hmm. thinking of different times in my life, like when my mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease or when she had um, arthritis, osteoarthritis. Right. And she was in pain. And I thought of the different times when I used walking to get through stresses when Definitely. I'd find yeah. a pathway or a waterfront or a neighborhood just to walk in and so yeah. that moved me into the mental side of it that using walking for mental reasons right and then I looked at it and I said well what about the spiritual side and yes when I started taking the photos I started noticing everything around me and I would be in the ravine which I've got behind my house I'm very lucky and yeah. I would start looking at the different, the leaves and the colors and really opening myself up to just being in the moment. Wow. And that's how I moved. That's so that the book is physical, mental and spiritual. And I wanted to write the kind of book that you pick up and you put down. So it's filled with ideas of everything from how to prepare for a race to mood walks and what they are to uh, forest bathing Ooh, what's been, forest. It's 50 ways to forest so it's 50 ways to go into a wooded area anywhere and just experience it. Right. And then I put some of my photos in the book and it, I see it as the kind of book that I would like for myself to pick up and put down. So there's hmm. all kinds of websites, There's all kinds of resources. There's the photos and it's that kind of book. Like I see it as something you say you read it through once and then you say, Oh, I can come back and find out more about that. Yeah, fifteen. The fifteen-minute city. This is the big thing now. You know where they're saying they're trying to build cities yes. where everything is everything's
0: within fifteen minutes. Yes.
1: So that's that's what this book is. It's different than anything else that I've written.
0: That's great, and I love that because it's almost akin to your mantra for participating in the race that you were, you know gonna just complete the race without getting injured this is a book that you pick up and put down and normally people are writing books and you know they always say oh it's a book I could never put down but you've set a different goal for that and wrote it that way so I love that
1: and now I've just decided I'm going to do an audio book, and it's going to oh very cool okay, because yeah. a lot of people said to me well I really want something that I can either listen to in the car or I can have with me while
0: they're walking yeah. yes so, yes yes that's awesome
1: so at this point that's what i'm trying to say i'm going into new territories it's exciting you know here i am 77 and i'm setting new goals and moving into new areas that for me are very exciting so i think somebody's 40 just remember that you've got all that time to do all these other kinds of things you know
0: yeah yeah and that's the thing is like i think for women in particular when we hit around 40 or what people call midlife it's like oh like, game over. And I'm like, why just for women? Like, men can continue their lives and keep going. And a, a lot of women are proving that very, very wrong. Um, yeah. But it's still sort of a, an underlying belief that's out there in sort of mainstream society, I would say. There are
1: so many wonderful women's organizations, you know, that yeah. like, uh, Shio, I think is one of them. Like, there are a lot of yes. yeah, 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 and There are a lot of them out there that are worthwhile joining. Yes, because what's good about about those organizations is you can see women of different ages. So you're not just always around. Like if you're in your 40s and you're competing, you're not just feeling competitive. You're you're seeing role models and you're seeing women you can talk to. And that's why I think it's important for women as they age to talk to younger women. I have two daughters. One is in her late 40s, and the other one is 50. And my 50 year old just became a judge. Superior amazing! superior
0: Wow. You know, amazing. Court, right. Wow. And so,
1: yeah, it's very exciting. So they see me as a role model, but I also see them because they yes. both are into fitness. They're both into running. They, they, you know, they, they have families and I see them setting their own pace and, you know, mm. and their own path.
0: I love that. I love that. And it's, it is actually great to talk across all the generations and, and I think, you know, as we talk about, a lot of people are talking about diversity right now, but diversity of age is actually um, just as important. I think when you're trying to get different thoughts and perspectives and how to build and, you know, move forward in your life, it's, uh, it's important, I think, to reach across everyone.
1: So, well, it's very funny, because I take the subway, and I take it everywhere. And when someone tries to get up to give me a seat, I see it as a learning opportunity. You know, I say, I've done marathons and I've written books, you know. And, you know, you don't know when that person gets off the subway. They might say to somebody, I just met this crazy woman. But they might go home and say to somebody, you know what? i I got to
0: rethink that. Yeah. Yes,
1: I just met a woman who's still doing these races in her 70s, right? So it's important to have those moments that are not just formal, but when you're actually showing that you are a role model or or that there are different ways to age, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so like, you've been on quite a journey to get to this point where you, you know, you started with your races and everything else. So as as women out there, you know, in their fifties or are thinking about what that first step should be for them, like, how do you, how do you identify that? And how do you like, just move towards something new and different and
1: well i guess you know i I keep coming back to the the walk race because that's really for me a good place to start you know the idea of just finding a race where you live yeah and 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 you know and signing up for it and as i said a a 5k walk race takes me an hour so if someone could walk an hour and do some of that training and because i've had success in my my own pr firm etc but this is a different kind of success this is just me just for you with me yeah exactly yeah. and I think yeah. that's one of the ways to get started is to just sign up for something and it can be a virtual race which is great then you do it on your own terms and then you input the information and you get the medal you know so one of the best races by the way I, I don't well it's across Canada actually is the run for women and I don't know if you know about that um, oh no well it's wonderful because uh in Toronto it's the Women's College Hospital, but all across the country, it's hospitals that support mental health for women.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: And so it's run for women. And it's what I love is it's sponsored by shoppers and running room and shoppers does a goodie bag with over a hundred dollars worth of, of merchandise. I think it costs maybe Forty or forty or fifty dollars to sign up, but you get all okay. these great products, and you you get the T-shirt, and then you get the the hat and everything. And it's just in person. There's it's very exciting because you we you go to a place like Women's College Hospital to do it, right? And then you do the five K, and then you finish. Yeah. Like even online, last year it went on totally online, and this yeah. year they're saying it's probably going to be in person again in June. So pick a race like that where you know, first of all, the money is going to a worthy cause. A good cause, yeah. And you know that you'll meet other women and you can go alone. You don't have to be with other people. You could just sign up and show up. Once you've done something like that, it really inspires you to try to do it again. And so take that risk, you know, do the first one like I did, as I said, when I was 59, where I didn't know anybody, by the way, who did races. Nor when I did my two marathons, did I know anybody who had done marathons. So this was like just so sometimes it's just the first thing you do is a shot in the dark. But the, the satisfaction that you get from achieving something in that physical realm really, I think, carries over to all the competitive areas. Right. You know, where you're yeah. all the other places where you're competing
0: because you've just done something physically that you know, traditionally you wouldn't believe that someone nine or older could do.
1: So that's amazing. And I don't have the body of, you know, a runner or, you know, like I, you know, I'm not lithe and slim. And I think that's part of it too. Women start to feel when they're getting older that they're losing their looks and, you know they're not going to be able to compete with younger women. And the beauty of this is that really it's just you doing it for yourself. So it, it then carries over, I think, into the other areas.
0: Yeah. And maybe, yeah, the beauty of it is you're not competing with anyone except yourself.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's it. And you might never see them again. I I, I never see the people, you know, it, it's so funny. You show up at a race, you have a conversation with a stranger who's standing next to you and you probably will never see them again, but it, it's powerful. It's just a, 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 a connection, connection
0: in that moment. In that that's great that's great you've talked about uh before an accountability team what is that can you tell me about how you build that
1: what what it is is it can be uh as I said in person where you literally show up like I was saying I do with my friend Leslie or a group of people or a place like running room where you sign up for something it can be online where you're connecting with people or by phone, you know, however you do it, it's people you you set the goals and then you share them and then you stay in touch. So the accountability team would be you checking in on an ongoing basis and saying, you know, first of all, verbalizing, I want to do this yeah. and then having them support you. So it's not necessarily, it could be a trainer which is great. But I'm saying it could be as informal as other people who know you. It could be a partner. It could be children, whatever it is. As soon as you say, I want to do this, or I plan to do this, then you can start to open the door to setting those goals and being accountable. And then it's just
0: people that have that sort of common vision with you and can just um, keep you on track, I suppose, right?
1: Yeah. And they're rooting for you, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: Cheering you on. I love it
1: exactly exactly it's very interesting because the second marathon I did the first one there was a finish line 50 people behind me the second one was the one that changed my life because I was last after seven and a half hours there was no finish line there was no medal my younger daughter was waiting there frantically for me right to come in yeah really that's the kind of thing where when somebody has been you've been accountable to people they are there to cheer you on and they get it when you achieve the goal.
0: Right. She was there. Like you, yeah. nobody else needed to be there. You're doing it for yourself. Yeah. And then she was your person who was there. I love that. Right. Right. That's beautiful. Um, What advice would you have for, you know, anyone who's like all oh, fired up now? I'm going to do this. Like, um, like, what would you say to them as a words, words of wisdom as somebody who's done it?
1: Well, I would say the first thing is to, Find something. And as I said, probably now it would be online or things will open up. Things are going to open up in the spring and the summer, depending on where you live. Find something to sign up for a race to sign up for. Right. And make that your goal, you know, where you actually can. And as I said, if possible, the the other people find a group of people that you start walking with and then sign up for something together or Find a group of people and go, go to a trail somewhere and walk on the trail, like, you know, make it a day's excursion where you go out for the day with a group of friends or, and, and where you see some beautiful scenery and you also achieve something. What I think is funny is how little all this costs, you know,
0: nothing. It's just your energy,
1: right? When you think about it, like there's no expensive equipment. Mm -mm your legs you know your arms your body whatever right the right shoes make sure you go to a place like running room to get fitted for the right shoes that's probably the most important thing and then it's really finding other people and there are so many things like meetups or walking groups today that you can be part of and it's a way to make new friends
0: great at any age It doesn't matter at any age at all, you could do this. You
1: know, it's interesting because one of the things that I've done with my husband is we go to these tours of downtown Toronto. So it could be a a music tour of some of the bars, you know, that were known in the 50s or 40s or whatever. Or it could be an architecture tour. But we find these different historical tours, which gives you the walking. And then there are other people. You get the company and you also learn something. So yeah. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things, as I said, like if you look for them, especially now with the Internet, it's so easy to find these things and just sign up for them. Some of them are free. Yeah. And Some of them are minimal amounts of money.
0: That's awesome.
1: You know, I also want to mention if you when you travel, this is mm. a big thing. As well, when you're traveling.
0: When we can people. travel again, yes. Let
1: me on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things you want to do is if you're going to stay at a hotel, find out if they have walking routes. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and uh, around the hotel. But the other thing is in cities, like I know in Amsterdam, for example, you can go downtown and there'll be local people with umbrellas. They'll have umbrellas up, and those are the people who lead local tours. Yeah. So these could be people who are native or they could be people who've moved to the area. And sometimes, you know, they don't. Often, they don't even charge. You know, you you can give them a tip or whatever. But you really can get a feeling for a city by going on one of these local tours. You know, and learn and, the culture you know, and be, or go on a hop-on, hop-off bus. Yeah. Somewhere, and yeah. Uh, I love to do that. And then you take the route around once, and then you come back and you realize there are places, neighborhoods, or areas that you can explore.
0: Yeah. As long as you're stepping one foot in front of the other, all good and enjoy everything around you, right? So I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. And so you also refer to finding our power source. What does that mean exactly?
1: Well, the power source will one of the things I think is important is doing something like yoga or weights or those types of things. So that is part of your power source is actually physically building your body. Okay. And so right now there are so many online classes available. Many of them are free or minimum amounts of money. I mean, I go into my spare room and I have a mat and I turn it on, you know, and zoom and you can do it. So part of the power source is getting some physical power physical strength like that your body is strong and part of that you as i said you get from walking eating right those kinds of things but part of your power source is also the mental like uh talking to yourself encouraging yourself Mm, good self-talk yes (laughs) self-talk yeah so the morning the combination of the morning rituals Some type of physical fitness, like the weights and those kinds of things, and the walking, and then some of the self-talk and being good to yourself, being gentle. When, as I said, this is a very stressful time right now, and really being acknowledging that it is that everybody is feeling it. When you're isolated, you don't realize that everybody else is feeling the way you are. So reaching out to people.
0: Yeah, and as you reach out to people during you know COVID times, especially, I found. Um, you know, you may be reaching out for help, but they get as much out of it as you do most of the time because it's a connection, right? Like we're missing human connection and we're very social beings, you know, as a species, humans are social beings. So it's um, it's been a really tricky time for a lot of people during COVID. It's
1: very tricky because, I mean, I was used to things like even just going for coffee or for lunch. Yeah. Somewhere. all the time and, and all the yeah, time exactly yes. and so now yes. you're so restricted or even going to a mall I mean, you get paranoid about walking around the mall and you know what 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 about all the other people there so there's so many ways that you know for you to feel like you're isolated yeah That you really have yeah. to reach out because as you said other people are feeling isolated too that's so, right yeah and
0: actually walking is the perfect. I started walking during COVID. It's funny that you say that because
1: really? I used
0: to get out of here every winter I would be on vacation, you know, not for the whole winter, but at least a few weeks I'd be gone. And, you know, we got grounded and it was the first time. And I was like, well, you know what? I want some fresh air. And so I dressed the way I should. And I went down to the waterfront in Toronto and I was like, I've never really looked at it in the winter and it is quite beautiful out there. I spent a
1: lot of time at the Humber section of the waterfront. Yes,
0: beautiful. Yeah,
1: I went into on a Saturday, we went into at lunchtime to a bar on King Street. We were talking to a woman who worked there and she was saying there's a great restaurant right down there at the waterfront. So Mm -hmm. one Saturday, we went down the waterfront, walked along the Humber and went into this restaurant. And I said to the, the woman who was in charge of the restaurant, I said, well, is there a way to take public transportation from here to get back up to Bloor Street? She said 20 steps away, there's a bus that <laughs> goes every 20 minutes up to Bloor Street. So what right. I'm saying, don't feel, you know, you have to, I guess what I'm saying is you have to explore. Yes. You have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone and go to areas maybe that are new for you Yeah, and find ways to get around. I love it.
0: Yeah. Because there's always possibilities. There's so many possibilities and different ways to get around, you know, these days, especially. So
1: and I mean you can do a graffiti tour of a city. You know, yeah. go do, yeah. do a tour of the or or the what what are they called those houses that are, you know, in the back of houses. Now they're building a lot of those lane laneway houses. i mean, yeah <laughs> where you live and just explore. Yeah. take different areas and Try try to find new areas. You're right. It, it's not easy because the things that we were used to, like gone. The yeah. restaurants and the the retail and all those other kinds of things, are not there now. But it yeah. puts you more in touch with just what's around you.
0: Absolutely, and I think um, it's a sense of freedom that you get when you're just moving your body. It's, it's strange, like sitting still is actually very sort of constrictive and stiffening. And like, it was just a freedom air, fresh air. And, you know, nature will do that. Right.
1: I don't think that I ever felt as free as I did when I was training for those two marathons, because what would happen is every Sunday morning I drive down to the waterfront in Toronto Mm -hmm. and I don't even think I wore a watch. I didn't wear a headband headset. I didn't wear a watch. I knew I had to walk for hours Okay. And that's what I would do. And it almost didn't matter what direction. Yeah. All I knew I had to be out for 2 hours or 3 hours or whatever. And so it really opened me up to that idea of just being there. The freedom of just not spending money. Mm. You know, just basically being somewhere and moving.
0: Being super present. And like in your body and feeling
1: that, that's exactly, Exactly. And then afterwards I would look at an area and say, Oh, I remember I walked there in that area when I was training for whatever, like then you have a history with it. Now you feel like you own it and you know it. So it's really a very empowering that you have now conquered your El Camino. Like you now own. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Um, you are certainly inspirational. And I, I'm like, I want to get out there and walk more, too, right now. And um, if our listeners wanted to get in touch or wanted to sort of learn more from you, how can they do that?
1: Oh, well, I have a wonderful new website, powersourceforwomen.com. That's a place to start. And then yeah. when you go there, you'll see my book mm-hmm. and you can order the book. It's on Amazon and Kindle. Okay. but i also have because of my pr background i have a media room on the website so in it. the media room are all the it's wonderful i finally after all these years have my own media room so it's got my podcast and some articles as well
0: amazing
1: and please feel free you can email me at susan at susan s o m m e r s so that's another way to reach me and i would absolutely love to hear from people because Not only do I love sharing my story, but it really is exciting for me to hear, especially for women, from women at different ages, Mm -hmm. what it is they take away from what I talk about, right? So yeah, yeah, I'm always looking for, to connect with women.
0: Amazing. Um, So we will put your contact information in the description of the podcast for sure. Um, Love your energy. I love everything that you're doing and thank you for. For joining us and inspiring us um, during these really very challenging times. So we appreciate everything that you're doing and how hard you're working and how great you're innovating and being so creative, no matter what age anyone is. I love it.
1: Thank you. And you have to come and walk with me now.
0: (laughs) I will. I will. I absolutely will. I think that would be a lot of fun. I'll bring my little puppy with me and it'll be Yes, I would love
1: it. (laughs) we have a dog park right right in this ravine yeah
0: fantastic that sounds great well thank you so much for today that was wonderful
1: thank you for having me it's a pleasure being here
0: amazing